It is time for Predators Report Cards, and we're kicking things off today with the big dog, Roman Yossi. We'll take a look back at his 2022 season, which, in case you missed it, was really good. Also, look at him going forward. Is his style of play from last year, this sort of sellout on defense to go all in on offense, going to be a thing moving forward plus we'll look at where we see him is as the preds leader moving forward coming up today on the locked on predators podcast your locked on predators your daily podcast on the nashville predators part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime who it's good to see again. Hi, Anne. Hey, Nick. It's very good to be back and see you. I kind of felt like I had lost a limb when I didn't have you to throw information off of. So I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Don't lie. You vastly enjoyed not giving a crap about hockey for a week, so... Okay, full disclosure, even though I was doing something NFL related, I did in the evenings put on the NHL in the hotel room. So I still couldn't quite, you know, step still fully away. Fully yeah, But it was not having to talk about it for a little bit, I guess. It was amazing to just watch and not have to pay a ton of attention to statistics, just to enjoy it. Exactly. Always fun. Uh, highly yeah. recommend it to anybody who just needs a break from hockey. Uh, go on, take a vacation. Um, <laughs> we are kicking things off. So we have a off season segment that is basically going to be report cards. We're looking mm-hmm. back at predators this season. Uh, what we liked about their game, maybe some things that we would like to maybe change or see differently next year. And uh, where we see each player kind of fitting in with the Predators, both next season and long term, Uh, because we're good at planning. We're going to start things off with the easiest one. Yeah, that is the captain, Roman Yossi. Um, Yeah, this could probably be a seven minute episode. Just because <laughs> Yossi had quite a career year, um, but it's also interesting because it was a very different style of play from him this year. One that kind of contributed to you know his high scoring season. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see if they stick with that style. If that's going to be the norm moving forward. Um, but first, let's kick things off with the basics. And Roman Yossi's season. What what can we say that hasn't already been said? Yeah. Well, and. There's really not much we can say to make it fresh and new because Roman Yossi has consistently had an outstanding season from the get-go. I mean, this has just been momentous. You can say all of the amazing superlatives, but they've already been said all season long. He has crushed records, career records, franchise records, NHL records. It's really been an incredible year for Roman Yossi. Interestingly enough, it didn't translate the way we wish it would have for the entire team. And that's a whole nother podcast episode of how you have somebody like Roman Yossi having the season Roman Yossi had and you're swept in the first round of the playoffs. But 
we'll tackle that one a whole different day. But this was just a momentous year for Roman Yossi. It was so great to watch him. And I agree with what you said. It, it was a little bit different style of hockey um, for Roman Yossi than maybe what we've seen. And what I'm so interested in is how is that going to translate for the Norris Trophy? You know, his season was, you know, again, record-breaking, incredible. But how are these offensive stats going to weigh in with voters when it comes to something like the Norris Trophy? So there's still some interesting things out there about Roman Yossi that, that still have to settle from this season. And I'm really curious to see how that happens. Well, let's talk about the, the whole Norris discussion and mm. the kind of not as good at defense as Kale McCarr argument oh, kind of been put out there. Um, because the thing, is, the thing is, Roman Yossi can play defense. I mean, we've seen yes. him make a lot of defensive plays down the stretch. Um, it, it was interesting, though, to kind of see it this year where he wasn't you know, I think the best argument was you go back to 2020 when he won the Norse trophy. And one of the reasons everybody gave it to him instead of John Carlson was because Yossi's all around stats were better. You know, his, his right. defensive metrics were better. Um, and when you watched him play, you know, he was very, very sound in his own end. Whereas John Carlson was still a very good defender, but that wasn't exactly his game. You know, he was mm -hmm. always paired somebody who you know could also hold that defensive anchor for him um you know and, and it translated this year and roman yossi is kind of more you know he played more of like a free-flowing game like he yes. you know go down to you know the slot he would kind of go behind the net to try to make plays you know he was kind of selling out on offense sort of being a fourth forward instead of a defenseman and, you know, I, I have to ask, Anne, is this was that just out of necessity to try to get more scoring? Or is this something that John Hines looks at and says, you know what, this is the way we want you to play. Like this is mm -hmm. long term how we envision you being for this team. I can't see where you would want to hold Roman Yossi back from what he was able to do offensively. The caveat to what I just said is you've got to have a stronger defense supporting him when he is doing that style of play, when he is going into the slot, when he is getting into the offense, when he is down kind of more involved in the offensive play. And I would hope that the way that the Predators take this moving forward is they're going to get a little bit more responsible defensive play from his partners. You know, he Dante Fabro kind of had a, a little bit of a rough year. He had some great games, some great stretches, but at times I think everybody on the defense, Matthias Ekholm, uh, Dante Fabro, of course, Boro and Benning and, you know, all of that the defense was kind of a little wobbly this year. I just don't see a way that you tell Roman Yossi, we see what you can do. We see the offensive production you can have. We see how, you know, you, I mean, he had career assists. You can't say, Hey, stop dishing to players and settle back. I don't see how you can change the way he played next season 
um, and have that benefit the predators. That, but you are going to have to sort of stabilize the defense around what he does. And that's kind of how I think this is going to be going forward. I just don't see how it would make any sense to say, we see what you're capable of now. If you could just settle back at the blue line, we'd appreciate it. So that's a big Jeff Fisher move right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean... I'll- you know, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more in a second about how the Predators do that. You know, how can they still play good team defense, but let Roman Yossi go out and make some plays and kind of give the Preds an extra forward, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, let's just talk about the historical significance of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked, what, what was the thing whenever we're talking about the Predators, you know, lacking scoring? You know, we bring up the fact that no Predator has topped 70 points uh, since 2008, which was the longest streak in the NHL, you know, before it happened this year. We talked about how no Predator had a 40-goal season. Like, they're the only franchise yeah. in the NHL besides the Seattle Kraken that have never had a 40-goal yeah. score. Even That's the, painful. Yeah, even the Vegas Golden Knights, their first <laughs> year, William Carlson topped that mark. Um, mm-hmm. you, you look at all these offensive records that just absolutely shattered. And, yeah, you know, I talked about 40 goals, Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg, but Roman Yossi's fingerprints were all over that as well. Yes, he he was the primary assist getter on a lot of those plays. And even, you know, on the secondary assist, they weren't just give me points. You look and there's a lot of tic-tac-toe plays. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of Yossi kind of creating space, dishing it off to another teammate who would make the extra pass for an easy goal. Um, So there was a lot of Roman Yossi's fingerprints all over this big offensive season. And I really struggle to go back and find a defenseman on any NHL team that had this kind of primary impact Mm -hmm. on a historic offensive season. Um, You know, you even go back and, you know, the, the one guy I can think of would be like Ray Bork for the Bruins you know, in the nineties where it was just, yeah. everything kind of ran to him. You know, you think back, you know, Phil Housley played with some really, really good forwards who are also capable of setting some stuff up, maybe Phil Housley. Um, but, you know, like I said, he kind of had help. Um, you know, you, you think back, you know, even guys like Brian Leach, you know, he maybe is another close one, but, you know, he had Mark Messier on his team who is more than capable of also kind of taking the reins of the offense. So it's, it's fascinating to go back and look and it's like, I can't think of an example where a team's offense has been this good all season long. And the main reason why is a playmaking defenseman. Yes. Roman Yossi's one of the stats that jumps out at me and people have talked about, you know, how many records he's broken, but the one stat like you were saying that jumps out at me is his career high assists before this season, his career high assists was 47. He had 73 assists. Mm-hmm. The good things that happened, and, and you talk about Forsberg and Duchesne had these amazing seasons, and they did, but you look at how did that happen? You take Roman Yossi and his assists out of the equation, and where does that leave this Nashville Predators team offensively? You know, and again, we're talking about a defenseman, but if you remove him, you know, his offensive um, 
you know, assisting his vision, his, you know, the way he sets things up, you remove that and you've got a very different looking season for the Nashville Predators. And again, this is the defenseman. Yeah. You know, so it's he really is an incredible player. And I think you're going to start seeing in the NHL, you know, this this is a league that sort of evolves at the speed of molasses. But I think you're going to start seeing some more of this because Roman Yossi shows you can be a very strong defenseman. You can be a responsible defenseman and yet still generate incredible offensive numbers. Um just it was an incredible season to watch for Yossi. Yeah, and it's a special season. Ninety-six points. He kind of had a little bit of a cold streak uh, within yeah. the last two weeks of the season, or else he would have been the first defenseman in uh, what we saw thirty years, thirty-one yes. years. I think it wound up being uh, to top the one hundred point mark, which would have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, more on that in a second. I also want to see if Roman Yossi is going to win the Norris. I mean, mm -hmm. that's an interesting debate that seems to evolve every week. We'll talk about that. Uh, also talk about his defense and how the Predators can continue to sustain the style of play Roman Yossi played this season. First, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models on the road it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts you need so why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer you can pretty much do all of that yourself from the comfort of your home why you have computers and cell phones with access to rock auto Com. You save time and money when you're using Rock Auto, uh, so why would you choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, but on rockauto.com it is only $216. Again, it is not a scam. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer and they got everything your car could ever need from brake parts tail lamps motor oils even new carpet and upholstery go to their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto part need go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so feel like the offseason chatter around Roman Yossi surrounds the Norris Trophy. Again, it is him versus Kale McCarr seems to yes. be you know, the, the primary thing right now. Uh, it's interesting because Kale McCarr kind of carries the argument that we were making for Yossi back in 2020 mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, well, look at kind of his all-around defensive play. Um, to me and though – you know, when you kind of have, it's not necessarily the, the award isn't best defensive defenseman or right. you know, the best, you know, it's just the best player who happens to have the D next to his name mm -hmm. on the chart. And to me, you look at how impactful Roman Yossi has been to this Nashville Predators in all areas of their game. And you look at the history that he's been able to set this season 
I, I just don't know how he doesn't get it. Yeah. Take it home. Preach it. Amen. And I, I agree with you. And the argument, the counter argument to Roman Yossi for Kale McCarr is, oh, but it's defensive. And Kale McCarr's defensive stats are better. And I don't know how you look at what Roman Yossi has been able to do offensively without sacrificing his defensive play. His numbers may not be as good defensively as Kale McCarr, but you cannot tell me that Roman Yossi is not a solid, steady top 10 defensive player in the league this season on top of the fact that he has set all of these career records franchise records nhl records i don't see how you can land anywhere else other than roman yossi is the norris trophy winner he is the best defenseman in the league the problem with all of these and this is a whole big thing for me this is a thing for me is they're so ambiguous about how they present what these awards are for and so then you end up doing with the Norris the splitting of the hairs well is it defensive stats is it you know and and it's just the best defenseman in the league well Roman Yossi is the best all-around defenseman in the league there's just no way to argue that point So A, NHL, could you just be a little more specific? And then B, everybody just, you know, clearly you've got to vote for Roman Yossi. And I know that's what that will do to the Colorado Avalanche (laughs) fandom. Let's just just lock the comments now. Can we just lock the comments? But, you know, and again, not taking anything away from what Kale McCarr has been able to do. But he's not Roman Yossi. Yeah, and to be, like Kale McCarr had an unbelievable season. If you want to vote for Kale for McCarr, sure, I understand. Like, right. I completely understand the argument for Kale McCarr. I really do. Sure, but you know, I, I think you have to look at this as a historic scope. And when Roman Yossi yeah. is doing stuff um, that hasn't been done since Ray Bork, Phil Housley, and Brian Leach, all all time great defensemen. Um, two Hall of Famers and one guy who honestly probably should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, how do you overlook that? Like, and you you mentioned it earlier, you know, what even is the criteria yes. for Morris? Because it changes every year, it seems. You know, one year, yeah. you know, you, you have Eric Carlson winning it on the back of just some wild, insane offensive season. And, you know, everybody's saying, you know, oh, well, you know, he's he's the best defenseman. He had like mm-hmm. was the highest scoring and look what he did offensively for, um, you know, the Ottawa Senators and later the San Jose Sharks. Um, and then, you know, the next year, you know, you kind of pass over somebody like Brent Burns to give it to, you know, a Mark Giordano who mm-hmm. you know, is saying, oh, you know, Burn, Burns was great and he had a phenomenal season at at that point, a record-breaking season, but oh, Mark Giordano, look at all these micro stats and you know how he's good right. that. So it, it's it's frustrating because it changes every single year. Um, yes. So you know you you can't really make sense of how the voters are going to go this year, other than you know do they just happen to like one guy better than the other guy? And you know I I do know some people with a vote <laughs> that have. Uh, have some grudges against Roman Yossi and the Nashville Predators know that because uh, yeah, they have said so themselves. 
So it's it's really a crapshoot. Like this can go yeah. any way. It's just a matter of what uh, criteria. Yeah, it's very much like prom king junior year of high school. <laughs> yeah. You know, like ba based on what, how good they look in a tux, you know, how nice they are to everybody, you know. Yeah. And that's something the NHL has to get better about. And of course, you're going to hear people say, well, look at Kale McCarr has taken his team, has led his team to the Western Conference Finals. Super. Sure did. Saw the whole thing. Believe me, everybody in Nashville remembers that. Yeah. But this is based on regular season. So I don't see when you have a defenseman setting the kind of league-wide records that Roman Yossi was able to chase and to achieve. I just don't see how you say, hey, thank you for setting those records. You're going to be in the record book forever, but we're going to give it to the other guy. Like, I just don't see how that makes any sense. It's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be a hot mess. Nick. It's going to be a hot mess. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> There's going to be anger either way. There, Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. It, it, it's crazy. Like It absolutely yeah. is crazy. Um, let's talk about how the Predators can kind of support Roman Yossi and continuing this style of play um, because obviously it worked. Like, obviously, you, yes. know, you have guys like Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne having career seasons. Uh, you have other guys like Mikhail Granlin coming in and, and having a bounce back year and Ryan Johansson having a bounce back year. So, you know, defensively this season, especially down the stretch, I think left a lot to be desired for mm -hmm. National Predators fans. So what's that balance, And How do you kind of encourage, you know, a Roman Yossi to go out and jump into the play, be that extra guy, and still kind of shore up the back end so you don't have to suffer through any of these 35, 40, 45 mm -hmm. shots against kind of games? Yeah, it's something that the Predators are going to have to address. And one thing I do want to say especially in you know the time frame that we're at is I want to give credit to John Hines for really setting up Roman Yossi to succeed as far as just placing trust in him and kind of giving some of these players not just Yossi but Duchesne and Forsberg a little bit of breathing room to kind of unfurl these games that they've had so shout out to John Hines I know some people are still salty about the extension but those people, bless their hearts, are not correct. Um, <laughs> but I do think that Hines and Poyle have to look at the defense for the National Predators. And this is something that I didn't particularly see me having to say when you look at what the pipeline of defensemen has been for Nashville recently. But they just haven't been able to, especially towards, like you said, the end of the season. There just has not been super reliable defensive support. And if you're going to unleash the Yossi, you have got to shore up the defense. And, you know, I don't know if that means that Jeremy Davies gets a little bit more time under his belt and you bring him up. I, you know, Matthias Ekholm had kind of a rough year, uh, bless his Swedish heart. But it's it's definitely a thing because you can't in good conscience say to Roman Yossi, stop doing what you did last year. It was amazing, but we need you to kind of pull yeah. back on that. You know, they have to address the defensive issues and, you know, they are there. Bless well, all of their hearts. He specifically needs a partner. Yes. That can kind of, let's say, carry the load himself. 
Yeah. Um, somebody who, you know, God forbid there's a two on one or an odd man rush. He is going to always take the correct angle. Mm -hmm. um, going to kind of close the gap. He can go one-on-one -on -one with a lot of people. And I don't know if the Predators have that right now. You know, Dante Fabro was really good at that in spurts. Correct. Um, but we're, we're still yeah. kind of trying to figure out what kind of player Dante Fabro is long-term and how he fits into this puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the only other player on the team that would kind of fit that criteria would be Matthias Ekholm. Yes. You know, they're both left shot defensemen. Um, I don't know if the Predators want to, you know, say screw it, even though they're both playing the left side. Maybe they pair them together mm -hmm. and kind of form a super pair. You know, yeah. maybe, you know, if Yossi really is, you know, can kind of strike from everywhere, maybe he moves over to the right side and Ekholm's kind of the, the anchor on the other side. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's been teams that have kind of mixed and match, you know, right hand, left hand, you know, that kind of combination before, um, you know, but, or, you know, do the Predators kind of have to poke around via trade or free agency and get somebody who is like, you know what, he's, he's not going to be an all-star, but this is a defenseman that can kind of go out. Yeah. Handle the load by himself. You look at, you know, Victor Hedman uh, in mm -hmm. Tampa Bay and he has had a really good season this year. It's because Ryan McDonough has had a really good season as well. And he has kind of locked up that end and kind of shored up and, and let, Headman jump into the play. So, you know, Roman Yossi needs somebody like that. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't know, given, I guess we'll just have to see how the offseason goes because I don't know if you trust that David Boyle is going to make a move <laughs> like that. Right. But, but it's so important, though. I mean, like, it is, yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's just kind of the, the pickle the Predators are in, you know, they, they don't want to, you know, jeopardize too much of their future, but they're also hesitant to do anything to make the present work. Yeah. So, you know, that, but that's, that is something the Predators, I think, absolutely do need to address. And I know a lot of this kind of hinges on, um, you know, the, the off season has kind of been, is Philip Forsberg going to stay or go? And if so, what are the forwards the Predators need to look at? Mm -hmm. I think you're getting another guy who can really be your lockdown defender mm -hmm. that can play with Roman Yossi is also a priority the Predators need to address. Yes. And I love what you said about Matias Ekholm because that is exactly the prototypical or, you know, that's the style of partner that you need for Roman Yossi. You know, you need somebody who is a defensive defenseman and you look at, you know, Dante Fabro and like you said, kind of hot and cold sometimes, but Alexander Carrier even is a little more offensive than what you want for somebody like Roman Yossi. So they need to kind of find that stay at home, solid defensive defenseman to really, let Roman Yossi continue to play the way he plays and, and not have it cost the team at the other end. So, but yeah, could we just get a, a right or a right-handed Matias at home? I mean, <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> is, is it time to teach Matias at home to be ambidextrous? There you go. There you go. I will say that David Poyle said something really interesting about 
uh, Roman Yossi in his end of the year press conference that I kind of want to chat about here. So David Poyle said, you know, they were talking about how they do sort of the end of the season reviews and they go from, they go based on seniority. So whoever's been there the longest, you know, and who's kind of leadership wise goes towards the end. And of course, Roman Yossi's the grand finale because he's the captain. And David Poyle said something that I thought was really interesting. He said almost kind of in passing that Roman Yossi has stepped into this leadership role, even though it's not his natural, I can't remember how he phrased it, but it's kind of not his natural personality. And I thought that was very interesting coming from David Poyle. It was, do you remember when Roman Yossi was the captain and we went through 2018 and some people were kind of questioning and it wasn't because, you know, Roman Yossi's bad or a bad captain or anything. It's just because he's so kind of quiet, mm-hmm. uh, so reserved. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, and obviously we don't know what goes on in the Preds locker room or everything like that, but you know, you, you can kind of see, you know, you give the C to somebody who's, you know, maybe a more lead by example, but maybe isn't as vocal. That to mm-hmm. me at the time was kind of, you know, the Roman Yossi. Roman Yossi, uh, from what we can tell, always carries himself the right way, you know, kind of yes. you know, encourages his teammates by example. He's not, you know, somebody like Mike Fisher who's going to go up there and give like a rah-rah <laughs> speech or anything like that. Um, right. He, he's kind of the the guy you give the captain to, to show – you know, the younger players on your team that it's like, okay, this, this is the guy, like, this mm-hmm. is the guy we want you to watch him and, you know, carry yourself the same way he does. And, you know, for somebody like Roman Yossi, who's, you know, a little bit more quiet, more reserved, that can be kind of, you know, a big adjustment. And I think maybe that's why we got some of the criticism from, you know, writers and fans when he was first named captain, mm-hmm. but he's definitely grown into this role. You know, he, he's definitely become, you know, a little bit more vocal. And again, you know, we, we don't know what goes on in the locker room. You know, we don't, you know, we, we don't hear how he speaks to the team or anything like that, but you know, it does, it does seem like there has been both players, um, GMs and coaches have all Mm -hmm. the same thing. And it is that the younger players on the team, even some of the older players are really praising the leadership of Roman Yossi as captain. And I love that because Roman Yossi is never going to be uh, like Taylor Lewan is a name that all the Tennessee fans know. Like he's never going to chug a beer through a dead catfish. Not, not yet. Maybe I just, I'm not ready. I don't think I could bear that. You know, he is just a very different personality than what you would typically think of as a captain who's going to get in your face. But I love that Roman Yossi has continued to be himself. And while we don't know what goes on in the locker room, we do know from what the players have said, this is a tight team. This is a team that at the end of the season, you know, really was close. They believed in themselves. And I think so much of that comes from Roman Yossi's leadership. It may not look like Taylor Lewan, rah-rah, you know, kind of thing. But I, I love to see you, you can lead a team. You can be the captain. You can, 
um, set a tone and it can be really effective, you know, because everybody from the top down has said how much they respect Roman Yossi. And I really, I love that. I love that he shows a different kind of leadership that is clearly just as effective among his teammates. So I want to just acknowledge that about Roman Yossi. So what you're saying is to end this report card segment, we need to see Roman Yossi chug a beer from a fish in 2023. I actually never want to see another human being ever again. (laughs) Chug a catfish through the gut or chug a beer through the guts of a catfish. Like I, that is salmonella. But you no, know he went home and barfed for like 12 I mean, hours. You probably clean the fish. I still don't think it's okay. Like, do you, would you do that? Is there a circumstance under which, what is the circumstance, Nick, under which you would chug a beer through a catfish? How much money am I getting? Name your price. Like, what would your price be? Would you do it for a hundred bucks? Sure, why not? That's would you really a beer out of a fish? That's the, <laughs> that's the easiest one hundred bucks you're ever going to get in your life. I would never. I would not do it. No. Would not do it. Yeah. No. Okay. So that's, that's we both agree. That's one thing we want Roman Yossi to do next season. I Roman. do not agree. I do not want to see Roman Yossi do that <laughs> or Taylor Lewan or anyone else. Y'all, Salmonella. It's real. Don't do it. Well, we're going to continue our Preds uh, report card settings. That wasn't a sentence at all. We're going to continue our Preds report card segments. Thank you. Throughout yeah. the week. Um, and really throughout the, the entire T of the Stanley Cup finals uh, tomorrow. Why not? Let's do a, let's do Philip Forsberg. Oh goodness. There, let's do Philip Forsberg. There's a juicy one. Yeah. Uh, he's in summer school still. So we'll see how that all pans out. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, so be sure to come in for more Philip Forsberg discussion then. In the meantime, Anne, where can the fine people find your work online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Uh, also, while you're there, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Also, leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of Roman Yossi's season, how you see him fitting in in terms of the long-term picture for the Nashville Predators. Should be an easy answer for you there. That's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with the Philip Forsberg report card. See you then.